0: This podcast is brought to you by Learn Prime. Hone your development skills at learn.thoughtbot.com. Man, I'm tired.
1: (laughs) Yeah? Are you drinking? (laughs) No. Coffee. Mm. Um, Well, I'm drinking a milk and sugar-based beverage with coffee in it.
0: Mm. (laughs) That's pretty good. Part for the course.
1: Hey everybody! This is Gordon in Boston.
0: This is Mark in San Francisco. And this is Build Phase. So, what are we complaining about this week?
1: Uh, I don't know.
0: I thought you'd have choice words for urban airship.
1: Yeah, that was that's not great.
0: Did you learn anything new about push
1: notifications? I don't think so. The urban airship SDK is using NSProxy though, so they're oh, what? <laughs> they're when you. <laughs> It's also hacky. I get why they're doing this because they kind of have to. But it's still super hacky. When you tell Urban Airship to, like, go, right, and set itself up, it replaces the app delegate with an NS proxy instance, <laughs> right, <laughs> that dynamically switches – not dynamically switches, but it sticks. They have an app delegate included in the SDK. So all of the callbacks hit – their app delegate first, and then it forwards it to your app delegate if you know everything responds properly.
0: And so then you really don't have to put anything in your app delegate for like handling right. push notifications or right.
1: Eh,
0: I don't know how I feel about them hijacking the app delegate. It's, it's weird
1: the fact that like self you know application shared application delegate comes back as this proxy instance. It's kind of like, okay, (laughs) you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, if you need that to be something specific, then you're probably, I don't know. I feel like there's a chance that you're doing something wrong anyway. Yeah. And the proxy should be able to handle everything because all it's doing is forwarding invocations around. But it feels weird. It feels a little weird. But it was interesting after we were talking about, like, why would you use this? How would you use this? I guess I'm still not entirely sure why you would use a NS proxy versus an NS object because they even had to define
0: their own init method,
1: hmm. you know, and it just returns self.
0: Oh, weird. Right. Yeah. I, I don't know. I know we talked about proxies before and I couldn't get that delegate proxy to work as an NS proxy subclass.
1: Hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Playing around with push notifications this week I was on like a short project. Um, and that was the bulk of the work was setting up Urban Airship and then also like triggering when Urban Airship finished, triggering a callback to send that same token over to the client servers along with the user ID so that they can hook that stuff up together. You know? Mm-hmm. I find this
0: stuff still to be very complicated.
1: It really is. Urban Airship looks like a nice library. Like one, I think their instructions are awful. There's a lot of stuff in there Kind of here's how you set everything up sample that does not need to be there in all seriousness, all you actually need okay first of all, their main class i don't know there's a few things they they don't have a central header to import that's one weird thing so you have to import there's four classes um u a push u a config u a something else. Maybe it's only three. Maybe it's UA push, UA config, and then and this one drives me crazy, U airship. So they use the A in their prefix as part of their class name. <laughs> so I typed in UA airship like three times, and it was just like, "What? Why the hell isn't this importing?" I don't understand. And then I looked at it again. I was like,
0: "God damn it!" That must have driven you nuts. Yeah.
1: Especially since then, you know, I import all three of them and mm-hmm. the proof, it just, everything looks weird. You know what I mean? Because it's like three capital letters, three capital letters, one capital letter or two capital letters and then, you know, whatever. Uh, it's just annoying. But I think all you ha- actually have to do is inside application did finish launching. If you just call you airship takeoff, it'll use all your default settings. So if you have, they, they're The way they recommend you do everything is you have a P list with your key and secret in it, which feels weird because it's in a P list, so whatever. But you put your keys and you put your stuff in this P list that's configured a specific way. And by default, Urban Airship will just pick up the contents of that P list, set itself up with that stuff, and go. But their sample has like 20 more lines to it. Just, like, all these other things that you could do. And it seems silly for them to say, like, their their installation sh- instructions should be the simplest way you can do it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. And then say, here's all these other things that you can do in order to customize the configuration. Um, another thing that they don't really explain very well is that, like, you can, inside your app delegate, you can override the same, you know... Um, Did register, what is it, did register device for remote notifications with token or some crap like that? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, So you can implement that method in your app delegate and it will get called just like it would have normally. You can also not do that. And you can also let Urban Airship take care of all of the push notification related callbacks. And instead, they have a delegate protocol or a couple delegate protocols that you can use to get those tokens yourself so that if you need to do something like what i did which seems like a common thing right i register for push notifications we get the token back from apple urban airship grabs that and sends it to their servers but we need to reference that same token on our servers so that we can tell urban airship who to push to you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah so the way i was the way i did it is i just implemented that because i didn't see anything you know what i mean i looked through the stuff and i didn't see anything about a delegate protocol so i implemented the same did register remote device whatever and then got the token and then had to normalize the string representation of the token which wasn't a big deal but like normalized it and then shot it up myself you know um and i did i triggered all that in
0: the application delegate how did working with urban airship differ from like other third-party services for push handling
1: i don't know man I, i i actually haven't had to deal with that much of it on the one big project that I was on for a long time. That was kind of, they were on urban airship before, uh, or when I got there, they were on urban airship and then they moved off for some reason. I don't remember exactly why, but they moved into their own internal thing. You know, Mm. they, they rolled their own service as far as I remember. And most of that stuff was just kind of done before I looked
0: at it. I, th- I think in that case, like if I was developing a large backend mm-hmm. to support my application, I mm-hmm. would absolutely roll my own push notification solution, or at the very least, use one of those gems that will kind of help you along. Mm-hmm. But I don't know about having this full blown thing like Urban Airship or Localytics or Push, you know, just for parse push notification or Parse zero sorry. zero zero. There's another one, Zero Push or something like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, they offer a lot of functionality. But if I only want it for you know, pushing notifications, mm-hmm. it seems like I should just roll that myself. Yeah, I'd, I'd rather be in control of it. it. At the very least, I'd understand how the whole process works. Because I think that's where my failing is now, is that I only see it from the client side. Mm-hmm. I don't really know what's going on on the server. Mm-hmm. But if I did, I'd probably have a better idea of how to fix issues on my side.
1: Yeah, I feel like there should be a better... Um, it feels weird that I don't have a recommendation for something that, like, for example, plugs in easily into a rails app you know what i mean like a rack middleware thing which mm. is just a buzzword that i don't really understand but <laughs> gets said a lot here in the office Sinatra
0: application sure yeah something
1: you know what i mean yeah like i feel like there should be something where we can say oh you know put this in this config file and then you know enter these credentials here and you know ta-da like at least it gives some base api or something i don't know um, I feel like there should be something there. I did talk to the client about what about their thoughts, and they were like – I think I mentioned I thought there was something on Heroku, and they were like, yeah, Helios can do push notifications. But Helios isn't – as far as I know, isn't super
0: developed right now
1: since Matt Thompson left Heroku. Um, I actually don't know who's doing that job now. Hmm.
0: Um, I mean Helios is just a packaging of his – of several of his libraries, and right. really it just comes down to Houston. Right it's doing all that sort of push notification magic right
1: so i don't know where that is i, I feel like i feel like there's solutions out there but i don't know which one is mm-hmm. the least painful and yeah like and the big the big problem is honestly like server communication stuff isn't the big problem here you know it, it really isn't like i burned more time dealing with provisioning nonsense than I did anything else, you know what I mean? Because because as soon as you add something like push notifications, it's like in-app purchase or something, you know what I mean? You, the second you add one of these things that isn't just, you know, whatever, now you have to be signing your app every time you launch it on a device. And you have to test on a device because push notifications don't work on the simulator. So now in order to develop, you have to deal with the code signing nonsense that, honestly just screws everyone up. Like there's no, I don't think there's, I can't think of anybody that just breezes through provisioning stuff. (laughs) You know what I mean? From a cold start, like especially, especially not when you're working on a client app, you know what I mean? Like it may be under a different signing identity. So now you're dealing with exporting developer profiles and, you know, sometimes like my client, like I told him what to do and he was like, yeah, there's no signing identity it's like what how I don't know you know what I mean? it's like how is that even possible but if there's no signing identity what it what, you know what am I how am I supposed to get there's nothing for me to do like we literally did he was just like okay well scorch earth I guess like this let's just, just burn it all down and start over so he just like you know new certificates new provisioning profiles new everything just from scratch just because he was like something went wrong somewhere and who knows and you know Really frustrating
0: yeah it's okay if you get to start fresh mm-hmm. but if you're coming in and like there's existing certificates that are being used by this application and you're building a new version over here yeah like it's not terribly difficult it's just kind of like complicated and time consuming and it's not really what you want to be doing
1: and it feels fragile like there's never ever ever a time when i'm dealing with certificates and provisioning profiles and i'm like yes okay this feels solid now like i always feel like i'm one step away from breaking everything you know what Mm -hmm. i mean like not a code like it feels like something that's out of my control right yeah when i'm writing code i can control that Like I'm writing code that feels solid, you know what I mean? I'm writing, and that's why I'm writing it that way, you know what I mean? If I start writing code and it feels fragile, I change the code. This feels like something that just feels fragile, and I have no other recourse for making it not feel fragile.
0: That's another reason why I'm kind of against the, like, hosted services, because I don't know if something goes wrong. Is it on their end, or is it something I'm doing wrong? If I could at least remove that middleman, I could get in at every point of the process and figure out, What's broken? Yes. Where is it going wrong?
1: Yeah. So I'll go into this bug that I literally spent oh man, hours. I spent hours trying to track down this bug. So here's what, here's what happened from my perspective. I got push notifications working at the end of the day. I came in the next morning. I did some very small changes, right? And then all of a sudden, everything broke. Push notifications just stopped working. So when I'm looking in my logs what i'm seeing is um urban airship spits a bunch of crap into the console when you're in development mode and the thing that stood out to me was that it was registering it was hitting a 401 error right it was getting a 401 response code this is all urban airship this is it hadn't even touched my code yet
0: so what's what's a 401 is that unauthorized
1: uh yes
0: yeah it is sorry go on
1: <laughs> no it's okay so The device had already been registered okay so it's registering the device hitting a 401 status code and then immediately deregistering the device on the servers and i'm just going like what the hell like what what why what is going on and like again because their documentation isn't great i didn't know about these delegate callbacks so i didn't know that there were places that i could hook into this you know what i mean i spent hours Going down that path, trying to figure out why this request to Urban Airship was failing. Here's what was actually happening. What was actually happening is that I hooked into the registration callback in order to send that token up to my client servers. I was actually creating a malformed post request to the server. And the result of getting a 403, which is just like a bad request request. From the server, from my client server, was that we would deregister the device with Urban Airship, well, um, which, is inten- which is intended, right? So, so, the cons- so the idea is that I send a token and a user ID, and if the user ID doesn't exist, then the server sends me back a 403, my client server, and then I deregister with Urban Airship just to keep parity, you know what okay. I mean? Like, yeah. if my client server doesn't know about this user ID, then Urban Airship shouldn't care about the token. Right. Make sense? Makes sense? Yeah. So what was happening is I was creating a malformed request on my side. And the server, he had flipped a switch on the server so that instead of just blindly taking, like, I don't even, I don't even know if it was doing anything with these requests the day before. But so something small changed on the server. And the end result was that my request was failing, which it should have been failing. And then I was, so so. part of that is my fault, right? Like I had forgotten that I had this kind of loop going on where, where I could potentially deregister all of a sudden, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That was absolutely like my fault. So right when I'm about to figure out that that's happening, all of a sudden I started getting these crazy crashes, intermittent, inter, intermittent, hmm. <laughs> occasional crashes <laughs> uh i can type that word super good but <laughs> um occasional crashes where it was saying that i was trying to stick nil into a dictionary right but with no stack trace to it just
0: you're like, breaking in in main
1: just crashing in Maine, and being like hey you tried to put nil in a dictionary somewhere it's like cool thanks that is super not helpful. So I literally had to. I had a symbolic breakpoint on NSFC dictionary, concrete oh, dictionary set value for key or something.
0: Like, yeah, and it with placeholder values for <laughs> yeah. keys, the yeah. internal dictionaries. Yeah, thing, yeah, right. Yeah, that yep. stuff.
1: So I set a symbolic breakpoint on there and I just sat there stepping, just step step, 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 step. like just looking for anytime any kind of stack trace popped up. It's like, okay, cool. Let me click into the stack trace. Is anything nil? No, none of this is nil. You know, most of it was just in initializing empty mutable dictionaries, you know? So I find step, 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 step. I finally figure out that, so when I'm grabbing the user ID, basically the way it works is after you've logged in, I grab the user ID and I set it on this authenticator object. And then when the user is signed in, I was telling Urban Airship, you can register for push notifications now. So then ID whatever, has a value. And I'm inserting that into the dictionary that gets serialized to be sent up to the server, right? Right. Well, Urban Airship actually registers every single time the app launches. It just registers. There's a a, a boolean that you can set on UA Push that says like it's basically setting a default value for the push, right? Should I or should I not default to having push enabled? And so I set that as no. My understanding was the way the the docs made it sound is that that was setting so that every time it launched, it was saying, like, should I be set up for push? And I say no. And then I tell it to set itself up for push later, right, so that I was triggering the registration call. But what was actually happening is that every single time I did U Airship takeoff, it was registering, but I hadn't gotten the user ID yet because it wasn't – I wasn't – persisting it anywhere I was just grabbing it so it wasn't persisting so I was trying to dump that nil user ID into JSON before it serialized it and so Mm -hmm. I was getting crashed there but it only happened if I was running it for a second time or a second third fourth fifth time if I had already ran it and already said yes you can you know already logged into the app or already hit the confirmation to say yes you can you can do push notifications because that Default thing all it was doing is setting a default value for user defaults and then urban airship is just looking at that value for when I say take off urban airship is looking at that pulling that value from um, user defaults and either registering immediately or not. Does that make sense? So it's a weird, it, was, it was due to a weird API. Like, what, what did this have
0: to do with the push enabled bit?
1: Well, that it. When I was saying like, yes, you can you can be enabled now. It, it wasn't actually doing anything. All those methods are doing is setting values and user defaults. You
0: know what I mean? Uh, so the first time it would fail because takeoff had already run before you had the chance to say well, you're you're okay to. The the thing is there there
1: were three things happening at the same time with this. The first was that. I misunderstood the way that the – and I think this is a fault of the documentation. I misunderstood the way – the order in which urban airship does things. My understanding was that – and this kind of gets back to our side effects conversation from last time. I understand that part of this is necessary because this is supposed to be a black box kind of thing that you just call one method and then let it do its thing. But the fact is that you airship takeoff, it actually – If this value in user defaults is set to yes, it registers itself with urban airship, which triggers the callback from Apple on the device for did register device for push notifications, which triggered my callback to send the user ID and the token to the server. But user ID wasn't persisted and so hadn't been set yet. You get that? Okay. So that, okay. So, that was so one thing.
0: You thought by setting the bit to know that it wasn't going to try to register.
1: I thought by setting this, it default, was. this default thing to know, this thing that said, like, set default value to know, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I thought what that was saying is when the app starts, assume that you can't push. That kind of makes sense to me. But what it was actually doing is it was literally doing register user defaults. It was doing register default on NS user defaults. So... As soon as I ran it a second time and I had already said, yes, you can push, the second it launches, it goes, hey, it's cool, I can push. So as part of my takeoff process, I'm going to try registering with the server, mm. right? So that, so that was one crash. The other thing was this, the thing that I mentioned a second ago was the um, my callback deregistering every time every like i it was just getting in a loop and not a loop cuz it was only happening once but it was registering and then my callback was failing so it was immediately deregistering but the problem there was that so that that bug's easily fixed but the problem is that because they were spitting out all these freaking 401 errors into the logs i spent hours trying to track down why this request was failing what was actually happening is apparently that's just how they when you try to update a token that already exists they, they it, it's fine. Like this 401 error comes back and the app is actually fine. Like everything's still set up properly, but they just return a 401 error and then spit it out my logs. So I see trying to register 401, uh, trying to deregister deregistered successfully. Mm. You know I mean, that's the order of what I'm seeing. I'm seeing those four bang, 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 bang. If that 401 hadn't been there, I probably would have looked closer at my own flow. But because I'm seeing a status code that starts with a freaking four in my logs, I hours. I, I I wasted hours just like banging my head against this thing, like running it, you know, kind of doing that that weird debugging thing where it's just like I don't like I don't even know what to change here. It's like what am I even supposed to do? Like setting breakpoints in weird places just because I was like <laughs> trying to get find some way into figuring out why this is getting a four oh one response. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean?
0: Yeah. Really frustrating. Did you try Googling? (laughs) I don't know. I'm kind of anxious.
1: No, I I honestly don't remember.
0: Are you Googling right now? Yeah. I did find a support document. But it just says that if you get a 401, it means no access credentials were supplied or they are either incorrect or insufficient for the call you're making. Yeah, right. Which sounds right.
1: That's typical. I found that one. And I went through all that stuff and I kept looking at it. It's like, but none of that is true. Like, you know, because I could Mm -hmm. delete stuff like I could delete all the keys out and just run it. And it would successfully add the key, but then deregister it. Right. And then the next time I ran it without with a key existing, it would hit that 401 error. Mm. So it's like this weird thing where I couldn't figure it was just really hard for me to figure out exact pin down what was going on the level of logging by default in the urban airship stuff is like insane, especially for something that is supposed to be black box like that. You know what I mean? Like I hate it when third party libraries throw their crap in my my console. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, it drives me crazy.
0: And especially in this case where it's throwing red herrings into right, your, right, right. your log.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and and it does get back to what we were saying before, right? Like A big part of the problem here is that this whole thing kind of still feels like magic to me. And so it amplified this kind of disconnect I had with the code that I was using. Because it was like, all the libraries, I I feel like a red herring like this wouldn't have thrown me off as bad. You know what I mean? But I immediately started looking at the support documents. And I found some document that said that it's possible that Apple was denying my request and so then they were relaying that back to me, I think, something like that. But so, like, I was like, well, I don't know. This could be any place along the chain. Is this a problem with maybe something just changed with Apple and we're using this old version of the SDK. Maybe if I upgrade the SDK, you know what I mean? So I spent a while trying to update the SDK and then I ran it and s- still got the exact same response. It was like, God. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I feel like we need a better solution for this. Have you dealt with this stuff much?
0: No. On one project, I did push notifications. We used Localytics. All of my problems were on my side, and it was all provisioning and Mm -hmm. code signing problems. Mm -hmm. Once I got them straightened out, it was cool. But just very frustrating. Like, more frustrating than when there's bugs in code. Yeah. Like, I'm pushing a button on Localytics, waiting for my push to come, and it just never comes. Mm So, this could be breaking anywhere. Right.
1: Right. So, I don't know. That was basically my week (laughs) in a nutshell. Just sounds like terrible yelling oh man so frustrating
0: nothing really exciting going on in the, this week no oh except we didn't get tickets for uh wwdc oh yeah
1: <laughs> whatever we got one, we got one ticket
0: i'll be in the city that week i've <laughs> yeah. decided to, i've decided to keep living <laughs> yeah. here until then
1: <laughs> yeah tony and i just booked our flights so we're booking our hotels, except for that Tony found a hotel and sent it to Anna, the office manager. And Anna was like, hey, you know, the hotel Tony sent me has like twin beds, right? Do you want actual beds or <laughs> what are you go, saying? I don't know. She oh. said this place was looked pretty sketchy. It was It's literally like next to Moscone. Oh, yeah. It can't, it can't be too sketchy. Well, she said some of the rooms don't have their own bathrooms, for example.
0: Oh, it's one of those. <laughs> I like a like a hostel.
1: That will be interesting. We may stay a little farther away.
0: I have an airbed. it's it yeah. It's real bad. All yeah.
1: right. Show notes for this episode are going to be found at podcasts.thoughtbot.com slash buildphase slash 35.
0: Email us or contact us on app.net or Twitter at buildphase, also at buildphase at thoughtbot.com. Uh, also, we always enjoy ratings and reviews on iTunes. All right. All right. Later, dude. Bye.